The following podcast is an 8122 Productions podcast in association with Hashtag 607 Podcast, Next Wave, Alternate Reality Radio. For more information, please go to 8122productions.com. Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. The podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C. And we are here the week after Halloween. Excited to be back in the studio. A little hungover from it. You know, we're going to talk more about that as we get going here. But uh, before we get into anything with this show, who would I be to do this show alone? I would be nobody. I wouldn't be able to do this show alone. No, no, I've got a wonderful co-host. You know, this guy, he's in talks to play every character in the Batman. He is rich. That's right. All characters into one. Uh, but it really is going to turn out that I'm Clayface just posing as the other sure. villains. Because I feel like that's a good a good, good twist. Yeah. Ooh, what a twist. Ooh, what a twist. Yeah, you know, I, I, a tough competition, though. Tough yeah. competition. Because there this is. Week, we got some week, news about that this Colin week. Colin Farrell this? as the Penguin? Possibly? Colin Farrell as the Penguin. We talked about this before the show started. And I, a buff British guy uh, that that's a little too young, Irish. kind of a pretty boy. Irish. Yeah, yeah same difference. You same pay. difference. You know what I meant. I, I just cannot see him playing the Penguin unless he's going to be a thin, speaking, hobbling around Penguin speaking, like in Gotham. Speaking of cool things, Andy Serkis. Yeah. As possibly your Alfred Penny's work. Penny I don't work. know how I feel about that. I feel all right about it because once again, Alfred, I was saying to you on this show, was an honor. Alfred was a special ops guy. He was a badass before, you know, he was the Wayne's Butler. And I feel like this, he's the guy, he's the perfect guy to do something like that. And I, I'm really a ba- fan of Andy Circus. Yeah, but he's just played so many things where he's like the. Yeah, the motion. He's 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 awesome. He is I, I, awesome. I, I love see, Andy I Serkis. See it, but I want to see. I well, I love different. Him, I loved him in Black Panther. I see. I still haven't seen. Oh, that, you haven't so. seen it. You got to see it. He, he's he's really good in Black Panther. He's he's super talented. I, I love him, and he's also been uh, he's he's been attached to some movies and shows, directing. So I mean, I, I love the fact that he is always that he's getting work. So if this is true, I'm not I'm not upset about either one. I, I just still I kind of I, I can't really see Colin Farrell as Penguin, but you know, hey, yeah. well, hopefully they have a plan for it. I yeah, we'll see how it works. Then again, out. I, I didn't think that for Gotham either. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't know. We talked about that. I know you liked the guy that played him in that. I, I loved that show. I just I was that that character kind of annoyed me a little bit. The See, actor the, annoyed the me, worst but he part was about good at the same time. You liked the show and didn't like him. 
I didn't like the show, but I thought he was a talented actor. <laughs> so it's kind of it's kind yeah, of a I was weird. a big fan of that show. Yeah. I'm missing that this time of year. Yeah. So well, but you know, as as we were saying uh, at the top of the show here, it's the week after Halloween. It's our Halloween hangover show. But you know, if if we're gonna have a Halloween hangover show, I guess I got a, a quick announcement though before yeah. we should dive in and, and really get into the Halloween hangover. Sure. That is uh, this past weekend we did a thing. We're on Patreon. That's yeah. right. Patreon.com slash 8122 Productions. Uh, all of the 8122 Productions is involved in this. It's awesome. Uh, once again, this show, I just want to f- let everybody know, this show will continue to be free. This show, if you guys want to tune in every Wednesday, get the show, just listen to it, that's fine. We, we, we enjoy the, the fact we thank you for doing that because uh, it gives us the, the reason to be in here every week doing this for you. However, if you would like to help us, because we do have expenses doing this. This is not free. Uh, you know, I, I made the joke on the Three Fat Nerds podcast when we announced it there as well that, uh, you know, we're about negative $1,000-ish in the hole between equipment and everything like that over time, you know. And then, of course, you know, we pay monthly for our subscription to be on Podbean and or yearly for the Three Fat Nerds. We do the yearly one and we pay for a website, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so there's expenses. And mind you, we're still going to pay those, obviously. But if uh, you guys, you know, could see it within yourself to uh, just, uh, drop us some coin to help out, it's awesome. And you know what? We're not even trying to get rich or ask for a lot because literally the two tiers we have, uh, we have uh, the first tier is Friends of the Shows, and it's only $1. And with that $1, you get all of our bonus content. That includes the uncut, unedited, and just raw Three Fat Nerds podcast. You get to be with us. We got to walk in the studio. I hook up the computer. I hit record. Literally, the mics are hot. You get to hear us go through our production meeting. You get to hear us in the breaks. Uh, we tell inappropriate stories. Uh, I can, I, I can just, I'll just throw this out there because I don't want to get shut down. But I, I told a, a very personal story about clerks that was funny. I also uh, uh, Diesel went into his conspiracy theory on uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, I just want to throw that out there. If if you're a pay, if you go, if you join Patreon, you can hear that. Plus, you get to hear the show. You just get to hear an extended cut with all sorts of inappropriate things that we probably wouldn't put on the air. Uh, then, of course, for this show, and you get to get it a day early because the Three Fat Nerds podcast comes out Tuesday mornings, the flagship show. The Three FN Weekend Show comes out Friday mornings. You'll be able to get those Monday night and Thursday night, respectively. And for this show, the same thing. This show comes out Wednesday mornings. You know what? We record Tuesday nights. I'm going to go home. I'm going to edit it, and I'm going to put it to world. The other two, I don't have to edit. That makes it a little easier. But this one, I'm going to edit, put it onto Patreon, so you will get the show early. So it'll be there. So if you wake up early, you go to let's say you go to work at 5 o'clock in the morning. You don't have to worry anymore. Bam, you have it. Also, we're going to be doing some uh, bonus episodes, and you'll get that even at the $1 level. Uh, there'll be some reviews. Uh, we're talking about, I, we haven't put it into works yet, but we're talking about possibly what the horror movie for this month might be, uh, review-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be watching it and then doing a fun little review. Uh, Three Fat Nerds have already decided for the month of November we're going to do a review, and maybe Mike will be involved if he wants to, or whoever else we get to be involved. We're going to be watching Son-in-Law, the best Thanksgiving <laughs> movie on the planet. And then, uh, of course, you get the show. You get the show that's worth the dollar. It's worth the dollar. It's worth the $3 because there's another tier. We'll get to that in a second. And that show, of course, is Love is Scary with Spooky Mike and Dr. Derek. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like, it's like like Love Line, only with two guys who get laid. That's how Derek said it on Three Fat Nerds. Well, maybe he does. I <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, you're the heartthrob of 8122 Productions, sir. Calm down. So... <laughs> 
a lot of good it's doing me. With that, the, the the second the second tier is for three dollars, and that tier you get all the bonus content. Plus, you get to uh, we're doing giveaways once uh, more, at least once a month. Uh, sometimes probably more. Sometimes more. You know, and uh, so bam, you can you just by being that in the chub, it's called the Chubby Chaser <laughs> one, aptly name. And uh, just for that one, you get you know get into you know one person's gonna win or two people, three people. It depends on what we're you know what we're giving away. Uh, that'll be cool. Plus, on top of that, you will also get to vote in the polls to make us watch stuff, and you can interact with us, and you get to actually tell us maybe what you would like us to watch as that. Uh, we have stretch goals. If we hit fifty dollars a month, uh, we'll, I will start doing a weekly wrestling podcast on Patreon. And Mike C said he might even jump onto that one sometime. So I said we was guest, and then if for seventy five dollars a month, because I only set two goals right now, if we get to seventy five dollars a month, uh, one of the uh, patrons who is chubby chaser or above, because if we had another tier accounts will get drawn at random and they will be able to guest on any show they want so that means they could be on this show horizon 607 it could mean they could be on one of the three fat nerd show hell it could even mean they could be on love is scary with spooky mike and and dr Derek. it doesn't matter you can do whatever you get to pick whatever if you're at a point so all of that is on patreon.com slash 8122 productions uh if you want to support us there that's great if not hey just continue to listen to us because uh we like that as much as well and of course uh you can find us on facebook Horrorzone607. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Horrorzone607. And for all of the social medias, use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation. Uh, so I just figured I'd get all the plugs in, though. So, yeah, sure. hopefully, guys, uh, join Patreon because it'll be a lot of fun. But let's get to the party. We have to get to this party. And because it's a party, we need music. Oh yeah. But it's Halloween night. Therefore, you better hide and pray. And if you Oh, I love this song. By the way, if you guys don't know, this is George Michael Myers. This is the Merkins on YouTube. Uh, if you guys don't know the Merkins, you don't know that they, they do the Slash Street Boys. They do a bunch of other really cool stuff. That was uh, their George Michael Myers cover cover of the Michael uh, of the George Michael song Faith. Of course, this is called Fate, all about Laurie Strode. Uh, giving them huge shouts. They are uh, huge entertainment for me. Uh, so They're great. Through, through, throughout time, I think we'll just play some of their songs at random. They put out a ton of good stuff. They have stuff that's just Jason. They have stuff that's just Freddy Krueger. They have stuff that is them all together when they are the slash street boys trust me it's a lot of fun they actually have a new slash street boys song out yeah I uh, saw maybe that. maybe I maybe maybe next week or the week uh one of these weeks i'll throw that in there because it's sure. a lot of fun so shout outs to the merkins uh go to youtube watch their stuff give those guys a like hit that thumbs up button for them because hey they definitely deserve it they put a lot of work into those costumes yeah they do and, stuff. and of course the songs the songs too there, oh I mean, yeah the whole production songs i mean yeah. it's great so but with that let's jump into the news mike and it's weird that i was just talking about george michael myers right yeah yeah so uh kind of perfect timing for that because uh halloween uh, kills if filming wrapped this week Ooh. so it's done the movie is finished uh, Jamie Lee Curtis actually released the uh, first video footage of Halloween Kills last week. Her on all Halloween. bloody. Her all bloody. Yeah, kind of like little clips of different things in there. You couldn't really see a whole lot from it, but uh, Tommy Doyle and uh, and uh, Lindsay Wallace mm-hmm. were there along with uh, Nurse Marion, mm-hmm. who I was previously calling her Nurse Marion Whittington. That was her name in Halloween H2O. She was Ma- uh, Marion Chambers, so ah. I wanted to kind of come back to that. I don't think she's going to be Marion Whittington in this one because Halloween I- H2O doesn't exist. I- I- as much as much late night Cinemax as you've watched in your life, Mike, I can't believe you forgot the last name of Chambers. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey yo! New joke, new joke to add to the repertoire. We're just we're just warming you up for Love Is Scary. Yeah, it's coming. The first episode coming. this month. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Whew, I don't know what I'm gonna. I'm gonna be sweating. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an uncomfortable. Uh, don't worry, you're just along for the ride. You yeah. have you have the doctor will be. In, Thank baby. God the doctor's gonna be there. Um. So yeah, yeah. Halloween kills. Uh, it's it's done. They're gonna take a little bit of time off before they start filming Halloween Ends. But uh, uh, it's yeah, a few months, right? right? I do believe that they're, they're, they're yeah. It's going to be sometime in the spring. I believe yeah. that they're going to start it up. Because I knew it was. I knew originally they wanted to go like Iron Man style back to back. Right. And then they said, "Oh no, we're going to take a few months they're off." Pump the brakes. Yeah. So I think they're going back in May. I want to say. It, it, yeah, I, I don't know wrong. if it's going to be that late. I think it's going to be earlier, it might be, like it might March be earlier, or April. Yeah. Okay, I, I know, but like, I don't think for they gave reason, like a May, release date or maybe, start date. But may, maybe May is when they plan on wrapping. Because I, for some reason, May popped into my head, and I when, we've done enough of, on these stories. Because man, it seemed like every week we were getting new casting news, and now the movie's wrapped. Right. Like, think about it. It was only a couple weeks ago we stopped getting casting news for this movie, I've, and so, now it's wrapped. I have a feeling there's going to be more casting news we're going to find out about, so we can. <laughs> uh, we can jump in and have another segment on yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. So next week, you never know who it'll be the Halloween Kills casting segment. They'll be like, "You guys, but you guys said that they wrapped." <laughs> nope, there's a new casting. As a matter of fact, we did that fun uh, one where there was nobody. We just had yeah. a lot of fun with it. There was nothing to tell. That was great. That was that was great. That was the most fun I've had probably in the last like six days. <laughs> so, and that was more than that. Uh, creep show. Oh man, we're big fans of creep show series Absolutely. here on Shutter. Unfortunately, I have not finished watching it. I because haven't either. I got distracted. Yeah, uh, because it's our been a second, busy month. The, re- the review, but the review segment is what I got distracted by. We'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, I just a little teaser out there because we're doing a, a, re- a horror review that we wa- we both watched. Yeah, that's how I got distracted. But I, I've made it to four of the four of the six so i got two more to watch and then we'll talk all we'll dive right in that'll be a review in the next couple weeks we'll definitely be doing that review segment i enjoyed it quite a bit yeah it gave me those old time feels i liked it very well produced very well written great stories great stories uh it's creep show it feels like creep show and they did it well um it has done so well there's been so many downloads boom Season two, greenlit. It's happening. Absolutely. And you know what the funny part is? We were talking about that last week. It is the most downloaded show in the history of Shudder. Yeah. And it has brought more people to Shudder than any other show as well. I mean, we went over those numbers. If you want to go back in the archives, it was just last week that we talked about it. It's it's amazing. It's doing good stuff. And uh, I can't say enough about Shudder. Yeah. $4.75 a month. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And I mean, if you... If Under for five you, bucks a month. For you, it's free 99. Yeah. I, I, uh, <laughs> I do pay the low price of free 99 for it, so... <laughs> Um, but yeah, you yeah, know, I I dig that service a lot. Oh, it is. It's very good. I mean, it's the best. It's the best money I've spent yeah. in a while. And it's a low. It's a low price. And if you're a horror fan, you can't go wrong. They have so many classics. They have so many originals. Like again, I I'll let the cat out of the bag a little bit. The horror review segment isn't as an exclusive to Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. Uh, and it's it is it's a it's a good one. So we'll, yeah, we'll be reviewing it. And uh, definitely, uh, I'm just gonna bury the lead. It's a good one. So we, I can't wait to talk about it with you. Yeah. Um, so next up on the list, uh, I almost forgot to put this in our in our production notes here for this week, uh, but it was kind of probably the bigger news, mm-hmm. one, one of the you know, bigger stories anyway. Uh, Spectre Visions, Elijah Wood, who we all know, everybody knows Elijah Wood, cute yeah, little from, Elijah from Wood that, from from that great movie Maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and adorable also, little Elijah Wood. And other, also was what what was it the the was it the bed? What was the one that he was in the. Damn the the zombie one with this the students. Ah yes, that was the Lord of the Rings. No no <laughs> no no no. There's the, the, the faculty. The, no, it wasn't the fact. Well, he wasn't that too. But uh, there was the one that. Damn it! 
I, I'm drawing a blank. I'll go to it. But go to the news, and I'll get. I'll he get was in the good son. Get, go ahead. Just go to the news. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well Elijah Wood and Daniel Noah from Spectre Vision, uh, they they really want to produce a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Oh, absolutely! In a big bad way too. They've got they're uh, they're going hardcore after the. Um, uh, like a script, getting a good screenplay. They've even they've reached out to everybody that they needed to that owns the rights to the movie. So that's the Craven Estate owns the rights to it. Also, they've reached out to Robert Englund. Uh, Robert Englund, of course, has been on record saying if they get a, he get if he gets a good enough script that will transcend it so he can pass the torch, if you will, so this character in this franchise can live on even after he can no longer do it, that he would be Freddy Krueger in a movie one more time. So, I mean, we're, we're, we've, we've talked about it on the show before. We're getting closer and closer to that not being able to be a thing, you know, due to he's, he's getting up there. Yeah. He's getting up there. But I'm, I'm excited. Uh, Elijah Wood is, is uh, by the way, the movie was uh, Cooties. Oh. It was where the it was the students become zombies and they're teachers. Oh, you got if you've never seen it, Mike, we've got a that'll yeah, be one of them. I've heard that of it, I've but I've never seen it. Really I didn't know he was in it. it. Sorry, yeah, that was the one. He's actually I think he's a producer, maybe even the director on it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so going going with that, I just I, I'm such a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Is my favorite series. I, I've I've been very public with that. is my is my absolute favorite. And so anytime I get an opportunity to be like, man, this could happen. Here it is. And it's in good hands. I mean, yeah. once again, Elijah Wood is, has, has cut his teeth numerous times in the horror genre. He's such a big fan of horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He that's... was in the history of horror with Eli Roth. Absolutely. So. And that's what I'm saying. And I mean, th- what sold me on it is like, you know, he was good in the faculty. It was good for what it was. Yeah. I mean, I I, I actually don't mind that movie. It's oh, not I one of my favorite. Movie. It's not one of my favorites of all time, but it's definitely a watchable movie. For the era that it came out, oh, I think the, that was well, a great movie. It was one of the best in the era it came yeah. out. But once again, like I said, it's not one of my favorites of all time, but it's watchable. If it's on, I will watch it. Yeah. Uh, For such a stupid plot, really, when you think about it, it had great acting. Josh Hartnett. Mm -hmm. I I believe that, if I'm not mistaken, he actually filmed that first and then Halloween H2O, but I think Halloween H2O came out first. I could be wrong about that, but I think he actually filmed The Faculty first. Right. So that was his first movie, if that was the case. He was great. Uh, Jordana Brewster was in it. Um, it Just a great cast. Dude, uh, that's great. But what really got me for it was the Maniac remake. He was so good in Maniac. See, I couldn't get through that. I watched oh. about 10 minutes of it, and I turned it off. I hate the original one. Oh, it man. disturbed me to no end. I Actually, that's the only DVD. I've got a huge DVD collection. That's the only one I've ever given away. I gave that to our good friend Luke. Um, but uh, get well, by the way, buddy. Get well soon. Uh, he was feeling a little under the weather today. But, um, yeah, I tried to watch the remake because I heard it was good, and I couldn't stand the whole camera, like, first-person point of view, and it was just basically more of what I didn't like about the original one. So I, I, I get it. People loved it. I hated it. I, I didn't want anything to do with it. No, I looked at well, you know, it's each their own. Like I said, you like things that I don't. And but I like I Elijah like, Wood. But Elijah Wood's great. But yeah, I can't wait. I uh, hope they get this done because I would really like to see a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah. You know what we're not going to be seeing much more of? That would be another Terminator movie because that franchise is just about dead. I, I, they're, they're calling for its demise at this point. Um, despite great reviews and everybody, you know, user reviews are great. Everybody seems to like the new movie. Listen, uh, Ron, Ron, saw it. Ron said it was good. Yeah, everybody from the ODPH it. said, it, said yeah, it was good. Yeah, everybody's saying it's really good. This movie made in a, it had a, what they're describing as an abysmal opening. Uh, it only made $29 million here in the States. Uh, total was 123.6 last I saw on a near $200 million uh, budget. Uh, they they wanted big things for this. Everybody thinks it's great. It did not. It did not happen. I don't they know. They were looking for a billion dollars on this movie, and it did not. Well, I, did, I, I never thought it was going to make a billion dollars. That's just me personally, because it's just not. I don't know. It's just not the era that 
I Terminator came from. I feel bad though because I, I, everybody I've talked to says it's great. I I, I want to go see it this weekend. Of course, yeah, I, I that's, that's a big that's a big slate for me because of course I want to go see Doctor Sleep as well, um, so, which I, I I plan on going to see. But yeah, I don't know. I I, I I'm just telling you, man. I, I I don't. Here's the thing: if they can get close to that 200 million. You know, I don't know. I, I would love to see because they wanted to make a trilogy. I yeah, would love, and which mm-hmm. would, for this case, it would be one more movie technically because they're talking about because T two, this one, and another one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see that happening based on these do, numbers. I don't know. I know, but it's just it sucks because they're I've lucky they things. got another one after the last two movies that they made. They're lucky that this came about to begin with. I don't see it happening, Once and again, I so wanted it to succeed, but I don't see it happening. No. I need a hug now. <laughs> I know it's it's upsetting to me. Um, probably should have done this, uh, you know, a couple segments back because another film wrapped. I uh, probably should have talked about it then, but uh, the new Wrong Turn wrapped. I know you're super excited about that one. You love those Wrong Turn when I like the original one. <laughs> I thought you liked the ones after that. Oh, God. How about the one that had Henry Rollins in it? That was the sequel. That was the second one. Um, when I first saw that, I was like, oh, my God, this is getting such good reviews. This movie stinks compared to the original one. And I still, it, it pales in comparison. I just don't like the direction they took with it. It was like a whole different, you know, it wasn't like a direct sequel. Um, and that really bugged me. Um, <laughs> but it was okay compared to the other ones. There was another one. I think it was called Bloody Beginnings. I, I want to say it was maybe the fourth one. <sighs> it was in the snow. It was like they break out of prison as kids and they end up. Like the 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 mutants, they they break they, whatever you want to call them, the, the the hillbillies. Still, whatever they are, they break out of prison as kids, and uh, they end up in like this. I don't know what it is, some abandoned place, and all these kids get stuck there. Not kids, but like early twenties, twenty uh, somethings. Uh, they get stuck there during a snowstorm, and they kind of like hang out in this in this abandoned building. And these these the three people, the three whatever you want to call them, were there and start killing them one by one. Um, kind of a poor production value compared to the original one but that one was actually probably my favorite sequel to them all okay right on so, uh, this uh, new one sounds different there's different uh bad guys in not this only one. that it looks like they put a budget into it again yeah i can't i don't know if this one's going to be going to theaters or not or if it's going to be another direct video they haven't really said yet if i had to guess vod but nowadays that doesn't mean a death kiss or anything because everything yeah, a lot of things, things just go vod man i hope it does get a theatrical release though i i want to see uh, another one back in theaters well here's the thing a lot of them will but whether we'll get to see it in our area is a whole nother ballgame yeah because a lot of them get that small release just to say that they were in the theater and then you know they just go right to vod right uh what show would it be if we didn't talk about friday the 13th in one way or another yeah seems like that's something that we talk about almost every week um uh, this one's kind of cool, actually. Uh, a Friday the 13th fan, and I hope I don't butcher your name if uh, this is something you ever listened to, but uh, his name is Roger uh, Kurzaminski. Um, he brewed his own beer using water from the lake at Camp Nobibosco, a.k.a. the original Camp Crystal Lake. Did he take it from the section where Jason drowned? I hope so. Probably not. Nice, fresh. He was probably ca- more right nice, on the... Nice, fresh, uh, you know, nasty, you know... Mucky, mucky, the skin yeah. like chunks of Jason's skin in it. Yeah, that water is kind of gross. There, <laughs> makes I, you I've wonder, had my hand in it. Make, makes you wonder if you want to drink a beer with that. Would you drink a beer made with that water? Uh, well, he uh, he apparently sanitized it and did all the right things with it. But uh, he named it Camp Crystal Lake American Red Ale. Uh, he's not selling it. 
It's not something that you're going to be able to get. But how cool is that? That's pretty cool. I, I got to admit, that's that's one of the cooler things I've seen somebody do with a craft beer, if you will. Yeah. Uh, as a fan, I I I, I'm, I'm, I salute you, sir. Of course, we have a second uh, bit of uh, yeah. Friday the 13th news. There's a new, and I think if, I feel like this goes more about it. We talk about Friday the 13th fan films all the time on this show. Yeah. But that's all we're going to get to see with this lawsuit. Uh, there's a new one coming out, Jason Rising. And that is brought to you by uh, a studio you know, right? I had no idea who they were. You didn't know who they no, were? Well, was it just... was funny because when you were in the beginning of it, you was like, oh, it's, it's messed up. That, that comes right from the studio. <laughs> so I thought you did. No, I don't have a clue who they are. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> wow, you, but you, got, you got me going. Though. They made a heck of a trailer. It, it is a hell of a trailer. It, it looks really messed up. Yeah. It looks a lot crazy. It's very crazy. Uh, all we know about it, if you want to look at the trailer, just look up Jason Rising. It's on YouTube. The movie will eventually be on YouTube because it's a fan film. It is in post-production right now. Uh, it looks great. It, it looks like it deals with like uh, uh, some people who look like they've escaped from either a mental institution or a prison because they were all wearing white garb. See, I thought um, maybe they were nurses at the camp really? or something. I don't know. There was too many of them. But I, I, I just think that they're, they're, they've escaped from somewhere. Yeah. And uh, the, the one girl is telling the story of, uh, they're, they're at Crystal Lake. She's telling the story of Jason. Uh, tell, there's a headless mother in it. Yeah, yeah, around. Jason's headless mom is just kind of there. Uh, the the Jason, uh, I kind of dug it because he wasn't this big lumbering oaf in it. Um, it was Jason with the hood, and there was also Jason with the mask. Like he was in it, but uh, the guy that's playing him, it, it kind of looks like a like a normal guy. Yeah, kind of like like he did in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, which is one of my favorite versions of that character. The actor's name is Dan Kyle. Yeah, it, it's I don't know some of the takeaways with that the lake that they used mm-hmm. for it looks awesome. Kind of looks like the original lake or the part two lake. Yeah, it kind looks of like very nice. like part six mixed in. Yeah. Um. So you know that's one of the takeaways I had. Again, the Jason, uh, the the um design on that character in this, uh, he looked pretty cool. Um. It looked, and it's deceiving with a trailer because you never know. Because uh, Vengeance looked like it had a really good budget to it, and once you watched it, it was very poor production value, and the the ah, acting was terrible. Still had my one of my favorite kills from a Friday the Thirteenth movie. <laughs> that it did. Well, have. technically two kills. Yeah. Because it is a twofer. Yeah. I, I will call it one kill, but it's a twofer. It, is, it involves a car. If you yeah. have not seen Friday the 13th Vengeance yet, ch- watch it just for that kill. Yeah. There is a sweet kill that involves a car and two, two, two ladies in a car. Right. But the the budget for that, I mean, or, or excuse me, the trailers for it made it look like it was going to have a bigger budget and better acting and stuff. And I was very disappointed with what we did get with that. This one looks awesome. No, this yeah, one looks really this, cool, and I hope that this it's going to deliver because it, looked, it looks really cool. It looked clean, it looked professional, and it looked like it had an interesting and all sorts of screwed up storyline, and screwed up in a good way though. Like it looked very trippy, and I'm I'm all about that. So yeah. I, I hope I hope so. It look, uh, I hope it all works out great. Anything else in the news, Mike? That's all we got. All right, so that is it for the news segment here on Horizon Six Hundred Seven. Uh, we already told you the uh, stuff, but I'll, I'll just say it again because then I, I, it'll save me until the end of the show. Of course, if you want to discuss anything we talk about on this show at all, go ahead, hit us up on Facebook Horizon Six Hundred Seven, or you can hit us up on Twitter at Horror Zone 607. If you use any of our social medias, please use the uh, hashtag HZ607 to join that conversation. Of course, you can also visit us on 8122productions.com where you can stream and download all of our shows. You can also see reviews that Mike C. has done on there. I have a couple reviews on there. You can see the events that we were at. You can see pictures from those events, including our good friend uh, Derek, Dr. Derek, if you are going to be listening to uh, Love is Scary. Uh, You can see him being terrified by the terrifying clown that is Art the Clown, of course, the real Art the Clown from Terrifier. Yeah. Awesome, which they are going into. They've started production this week as well. Just throwing that out there on Terrifier 2. They had a nice creepy p- 
picture of Art the Clown holding up the two fingers. Yeah, but they did. Continuing on. Uh, so you can check all of that out, all of that and much, much more at 8122productions.com. Also, if you are interested in becoming a patron, I know we talked about it in the beginning, but if you're interested at all, go to patreon.com slash 8122productions. Trust me, it'll be uh, well worth it. We're, we're going to do our best because, hey, we just want to give you guys more content, and if you can help us uh, out with some of the expenses, that's always a good thing. Plus, there's going to be some swag and all sorts of good stuff, because if you join by December 3rd, you get a free sticker. That's I right. Like stickers. We're sending a sticker to everybody, and, you, and it doesn't matter which level. You can join either the $1 or $3, you will get a free sticker. I'm like the Oprah Winfrey of free stickers. We're designing them and sending them out. <laughs> So you that, get a sticker, and you get a sticker, <laughs> and you get a sticker. Well, with that being said, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we are going to do a horror movie review. And uh, trust me, you'll, you're going to want to check this one out because it's pretty awesome. So we'll be right back here on Horror Zone 607. Hey, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you listen to Horror Zone 607. Welcome back to the zone. So uh, this past week, uh, I, I got a chance to go on uh, our favorite streaming service, Shutter, and uh, there was a movie that uh, we had plugged uh, months ago. We caught wind that there was going to be a movie coming out, and had a cool uh, trailer, and just kind of sounded cool. And then I forgot about it, and uh, it did come out uh, right around Halloween. It's a movie called Haunt. And uh, this movie is written and directed by Scott Beck and Brian Woods, and it's actually produced, uh, among other people, by Eli Roth. Yeah, yeah, it's super cool. So uh, I had forgotten about that, too. Um, the film stars uh, a couple people I'd seen before. Uh, Katie Stevens, who was the main uh, the main girl in the movie, uh, played a great, like, uh, kind of the shy, quiet girl. Uh, the whole time I was watching this movie, I was like, first of all, she's super cute. <laughs> perfect for this role and two where have I seen this girl before I didn't know the name I, I didn't catch her name at the beginning and I saw it in the credits and I was like I know this name I know her from somewhere she was on American Idol ah, she was somebody go. I've always watched that show uh, I'm embarrassed to say and uh, she was somebody that was like an odds on favorite to win right from the start and ended up finishing like 8th or ninth. just kind of didn't hit it with her audience but uh, very talented singer and uh, I guess that just didn't really work out so she got into acting and yeah. I thought she nailed it in this movie I I'm going to say this I'm going to say it up front yeah, before we go any further, I'm going to say that uh, I, I at first, when I first started watching this, now you messaged me two days before. I think it was a day or two before I watched it. I can't remember if it was. It, it was, yeah, it was a day or two after, because I messaged yeah. you right after I got done with it. And you were like, like, yeah, you I'll check it, it out. I'll check it out. So uh, I, I, I sat down and watched this on Sunday. I was by myself. I sat down and watched it. And uh, first of all, I'm going to say when I first started the movie, I was like, man, this is kind of boring. And, and it, the open is very slow. So I was like, man, I, I, what the hell was Mike setting me up for, man? Like literally, like, and even when they get to the haunt mm -hmm. house, I'm like, what the fuck was Mike setting me up for? Like, like, is he messing <laughs> with me? Like, is he? And then business picks up. Yeah. And when business picks up, I'm like, never mind. Yeah. The first 15 minutes of the movie are pretty slow. Uh, I wouldn't even say that it's good backstory because the backstory you learned there, I mean, other than one piece of backstory, I don't really think any of the rest of it really makes a difference in, right. the, in the movie. But like about 15, 20 minutes in, it picks up. And when business picks up, it just keeps getting better and better. Very, very spooky. 
Yeah. Very the atmosphere's great. Great atmosphere. I great thought, acting. I thought I thought that oh man, I I, I I like how you never knew what was happening. Like you're like you were on the edge of your seat at times, you know, like there's a scene and I'm not gonna spoil what they did, but there's a scene where three holes and you have to stick your hand in the hole yeah. and like they, they you know, the first person does it and nothing, you know, I'm not gonna spoil when something happens, but you know, every time they stick their hand in the damn hole, you're like, Oh man, something's gonna happen. Suspense. Something's gonna happen. Great and then if it doesn't happen, you're like the next time you're like, Oh man, now yeah. it's gotta happen happen and then if it doesn't happen you're like it was yeah. great uh the story unravels it does get a little weird um yeah uh and not, not horrible it doesn't take me out of the movie the movie was still good it was a weird ending but like even weird where it reveal, went but it was still good the reveal of what these people are yeah was strange and i i'm using that loosely. it wasn't what movie, i expected I, like but... i said we're, we're doing like a spoiler free because we want really want you guys to go see this yeah uh but like it was weird uh, but at the same time, it didn't take me out of the movie. I yeah. still enjoyed the movie, and I still enjoyed where it went. It just wasn't what I expected. And I love the ending of this movie. Yeah. This movie has a great ending. So many times in horror movies, we don't get a satisfactory ending. Right. And, you know, because I feel like a lot of times, and this might sound bad, and I mean, correct me if you are if you don't agree, but a lot of times we get, you know, the, the killer does the jump scare, then you shoot, the, you double tap the killer finally, then all is well, and then usually there's that one last scare at the end of the movie, and you're like, ah, right. you know, this again. And it happens time and time again. It's just one of those horror tropes, and I'm not saying I hate it completely because, you know, I love this genre, but it's one of those tropes where you're like, man, anytime I see something different, I'm like, oh, man, that's cool, especially if it's a good one. Now, mind right. you, there's been some that are different that suck. But, you know, not everything can be April Fool's Day. Once again, eventually we're going to have to watch that. Oh, yeah. Because we got to get Ron to watch that, and we have to definitely do a deep dive review on that. And if you haven't seen April Fool's Day, I suggest watch that. It's one of my favorite endings of all time and favorite horror movies of all time. However, going back to this, this was one where I was very satisfied because it is a definitive ending, and it is fucking good. It was pretty absolute. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to throw it out there. I, I don't care. I dropped the F-bomb. I had to throw it out there. That's I, I really dug it. So, uh, Mike, your thoughts on the movie before we give our grades? So, I, I totally dug it from, actually, from start to finish. I, you know, it had kind of the generic opening. You know, the friends decide, you know, they're all partying and they decide, you yeah, know, let's go do something stupid. Let's go to a haunt. Kind of get lost on a road and then it's, a sign just happens to be there. Like a, like a one of those things like a warning sign like if there's construction or something like that it just happens to light up when they park their car haunt this way so i was kind of you know i was a little stupid but i didn't care uh -huh. i already kind of liked the characters right from the get-go but um you know basically I try to make this as brief as i can for like a, a summary of it like i said they get bored they decide they want to go look at a haunt um well they don't get bored they're the one girl thinks that they're, she's being chased probably by her abusive The main boyfriend. girl. Yeah. yeah. She's, and so they pull over to the side of the road to see if this person's following them, and then nothing is there. And then that light comes on, and then they're like, oh, let's go to this haunt. Right, but the whole so, thing where they're driving out that way, they kind of got bored to find, party well, they're or bored, something. They were bored at the party. They were trying to find something different. Yeah. But that's kind of what led them to the haunt. I just right. want to throw that part. So. so they pull up, and it just kind of looks like, like somebody's house almost. And uh, there's a guy in a clown mask out front that looks super like, uh, like uh, the mask that was used by uh, Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie remake. Looked very mm -hmm. similar to that. Just kind of a plastic, creepy, you know, uh, mask. Um, he doesn't speak to them. He doesn't do anything. He just makes them sign a waiver and put their phones in a box. And put their phones in a in a lockbox. Uh, after they do so, he opens up a garage door. They go in, and at that point, I would say, although completely different, um, I, I think that the best way I can describe this movie would be Hellfest meets Escape Room. Yeah, kind of. I, 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 that's a fair it, assessment. You know, uh, although it's nothing like either although, movie. Yeah, a little bit, but the, the, there was an Escape Room though. 
It was. It is like escape room. You do have to get through this kind of a maze of of a uh, haunt, if you will. And it is like, yeah, I, I would say that's a fair assessment. But then you add in the other stuff that makes it not like those movies, right? So like the the plot is not the same as those movies, but it's got that kind it had of that feel. feel. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but they kind of come across uh, as they go through this thing. They they start to see. Um, you know, people getting killed, and they don't know if it's part of the show or what. But everybody in the movie has one of those like plastic masks on. Yeah. yeah. Um. One was uh, one was a ghost. One was the clown. There was a devil. There was the witch. There was a witch. Um. Was there a, like a Dracula? Yeah, kind of. It was like a Dracula esque. But you know, I grew up. We grew up at a time where those were like popular Halloween costumes. Yeah. And those don't really exist like they used to. Really, you know, they no, were kind of no. cheap. Um. Uh, but there's something that just kind of gives me like. You know, all the feels of growing up, you know, watching that. Those things always kind of creep me out when I was a kid and stuff, And but I loved them. So uh, I kind of dug that that's what they used in this movie. When they started taking them off, the mask and kind of revealed what was going on. Like you said, it was kind of weird. It was kind of weird. It didn't but take it me out of the movie, but it was kind of weird. Yeah, sometimes that kind of a move will like, just like be, oh, God, what did I do? This movie was going so well. Why'd you do that? It didn't do that to me. Hmm. So, uh, but it was it was bloody. It was pretty brutal. Um, there was definitely some rough scenes. Yeah. yeah. There was there's one in particular with uh, that involves a hammer. Yeah. And not in the way you're thinking. No. That's all I'm gonna. That's the only. No. Thing I, you're 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 thinking that a hammer bashing. Trust me, you got to see it. It's not in the way you're thinking. Yeah, it got ugly. Oh yeah, it did. It <laughs> got ugly. And not just not just the not just the uh, villains in this movie. Yeah. Ba da ba da ba ba ba. Um, so with that, Mike, I, I want to play a little short game in these reviews. Okay. Because uh, I do have up the IMDb stuff. So uh, first, can you guess by percentage? Because this is percentage. What Rotten Tomatoes has this movie rated at? Um, seventy percent. Close. It's sixty-eight percent. Okay. Super, super close. And now, out of ten, what does IMDb have this movie rated as? Not mind you, they use points. And this is user reviews, like, like people that watched just, it, yeah, or critic the, reviews. Uh, I think IMDb is just like whoever uses whoever IMDb, uses it, like the IMDb Pro people. So if you pay for that, you get to vote. People on that, they can be kind of fickle. I'm gonna say maybe like a six point one. Damn, you're you're good at this game because it was six point three out of ten. Wow, so you're super close. But I will say this: Google users, eighty-seven percent like this movie. Yeah. And I like this movie. So you could count me in that 87%. Yeah. Uh, as far as my grade, and now you know I'm, I'm a little rough on grades. I, I, I think over the next month or so with doing this and doing more reviews and stuff, I think I'm going to come up with a different way to do reviews uh, for myself personally because I feel like when I put a number on it, some people might get sh- you know shook away when I give it a, a certain grade, i.e. I gave like – Let's say, for instance, I know I gave the Furies. I gave it like a six point five or a seven. I can't remember which one it was. I, I'm sorry, it was called the Furries. Oh yes, yes, yes. But <laughs> yes. But anyways, but the Furies. I really enjoyed the movie, and I really think you should watch. It, but I give it a six because I, I just deduct. I, I'm just being a movie critic, so right? I'm deducting right. things. And I do but the same I, thing. But I, I still want to get across. It's a very enjoyable movie, and I want to do that here. I think I'm going to line up pretty close to IMDb and give this a six out of ten. This movie, though, is definitely a worthwhile watch. Uh, there is some bogged down parts to me. Uh, but for the overall, when the p- business picks up, it's great. Right. And then uh, you get a little, like, the, the, the reveal of, like, the, the villains. You're kind of like, eh. 
but it doesn't take you out completely. And then the end of this movie is great. So it's yeah. kind of like one of those things. Like like it's 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 a great movie. You should see it. You should see it and judge for your own. But I'm always taking away points for different things, and that's right. why I said I'm going to come up with a different one. Kind of like over on the Three Fenders podcast, we have a scale of five where we just give out like should you see it or not. Maybe I'll simple simplify mine to like three. Right. Like on this show, We're like yes, check it out. You know, and then give a grade. But th- th- that's what I'm going to do here. So it's a six out of ten. But definitely see this movie. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you. Uh, well, I'll give where you can see it. Believe it or not, because we already said Shutter, but there's other places you can see it. But Mike, mm-hmm. what is your grade? I want to hear. So, that first. Um, you know, my grading. You know, anything that's getting above a seven, I think you're starting to get into like greatness, or like really, really yeah. some of like the better stuff that's ever happened. So it's hard for me to give a grade on something that's you know a seven or higher. Anything above an eight, we're starting to talk like Halloween. We're starting to talk Black Christmas. We're I starting to talk you. The I Omen. Agree, I agree with you 100. percent You know, so it, it's tough for me to give something that high of a grade. I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten. Again, that may sound like it's kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It movie. was so good. It really was good. I want to give it a higher score. It's just not one of the greatest right. movies that's ever been made. So, so maybe, but, maybe me and you will get still together. a lot of fun. We'll get together over these next couple of weeks. We'll kind of give out a system where we can, you know, we'll still give our grade, mm-hmm. but we'll come up with a system and be like, yes, go see this movie. Uh, you know, as eh, or, you know, bad. But we'll kind of give up like a like a three three to five tier, give them names or something so so the fans at home. And it'll really reflect on like, you should see this movie now or, you know, if you have time or, you know, you know we'll figure something out because I, f- I feel like that's the better way to go, but we can still give our grade too. Maybe we could base it on like the, uh, the, the marshmallow series like Frankenberry and... We can, ba- we can base it on the Friday the 13th films that are good or bad. <laughs> it's oh, a, it's, it's interesting. A J- That's, it's, you might have something a, there. A, a, a zero is like, it's a Jason Goes to Hell kind of movie, folks. You've been, <laughs> you've been warned and then some. Oh, like a cult, you know the, cult, the cult classic one is like Jason X because that's yeah, become a cult classic. Right. Like, oh, it's a cult classic. So it, trust me, you should watch it. Jason you. X. Yeah. We, maybe we'll do something You might fun. be onto something there. Uh, we might do something like that. I, I will tell you this. Uh, we and, and this is where I'm going to put over Shudder. Because and then they don't pay us. I always say this, but they don't. But if you are listening, people from Shutter, we we would definitely take your sponsorship. Uh, but you can get this movie on Amazon Prime Video. You can also find it on YouTube. You can find it on Vudu. You can find it on Google Play Movies and TV. All for the same price, five ninety nine to rent this movie. Nice. Or you can just pay five dollars for a monthly subscription, and you can watch this movie on Shutter. And then you can watch a ton of other movies, including the movie we are going to talk about. In the talking horror segment, the last segment that we're going to about to take a break for and then come back for. Ah, look at that. You see that segue, Mike? I like it. I'm getting good at these things. So when we come back, we are going to do talking horror. And talking horror, we are going to celebrate a huge milestone, a, a silver anniversary, if you will, because it's 25 years. And that movie that's celebrating 25 years that we'll be discussing is a little flick called uh, Wes Craven's New Nightmare. So stay right there. When we come back from break, we're going to be talking, celebrating the 25th anniversary of Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Talking horror. Hey, it's Courtney Gaines, Malachi from Children of the Core, and you're listening to the Horror Zone 607.
Oh man, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. The Halloween Hangover, we have to have the fun version, man. Ugh. Yeah, take me back to Wes Craven's new nightmare. By the way, if you guys didn't know, that this that is from Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yeah, that is from a scene where Robert England as Freddy Krueger comes out to a talk show. Yeah, uh, so it's uh, like my favorite scene in that movie. I think really, really great stuff. So, uh, like we said, we are going to talk some horror here, and we are going to talk about the twenty fifth, and uh, you know, twenty five years ago. Uh, it was October fourteenth, nineteen ninety four, here in the United States of America, that. Uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare was unleashed on the uh, on the world, and um, this was uh, kind of an interesting time. Uh, let's set up a, let's set a picture up before we start talking about the actual movie. We had gone to a point, and mind you, I'm going to get this into the show, and uh, this is why I didn't weasel it in anywhere because obviously it would fit in here. We had come into a world where Freddy had become pretty much a parody of Freddy. It was a cartoon uh, character. Yeah, because we are coming off of now uh, Freddy's dead. You know, I bring it up every week, usually in a joking fashion, but I didn't do it this week because I knew we had to talk about it here. Uh, Freddy's dead had come out two years prior to this. Because I do uh, believe it was 91, 90, I believe. Or no, so three years. Out. Yeah, so three yeah. years prior. So Fre Freddy's dead came out. And it kind of uh, made him a complete, you know, he was already going the cartoon route. Started in four, started, you know, actually it started in three, but it still was good. And then in four, it got even more tongue in cheek. And then five got really tongue in cheek. And then six was just a comedy. Yeah. Let's be honest. Freddy's Dead is a comedy and I make fun of it every week on the show. Yes. Uh, so here we were. Freddy's dead. He's gone. But Wes Craven's like, listen, I don't like where my character went. That's really the motivation. I don't like where my character went. I wrote Nightmare on Elm Street. It was a very personal story for him. It was a very scary story for him. And it was. It terrified a lot of people. And they kind of bastardized that, if you will. Yeah. He had an idea. He said, what if we do something very meta? And I mean, they had done, there's other meta movies that had come out before, but this one was one of the first like successful horror movies that was super meta, right. in my opinion. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Was there any more that was more meta that was like more influential than this movie at this point in juncture? Nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Because I mean, this is pre-Scream. Yeah, and, and this is what this, directly led to Scream yeah, being the, made and Craven being involved. With exactly. That. So this is pre-Scream. Thank God this movie exists, by the way, because Scream would not exist without this movie. Oh, absolutely, and that's that's a whole great franchise that I, I'm a, I'm glad that it came around and it did take you to meta. But this this right here was one of those times where it was like, all right, we're gonna, the story of, uh, now we're getting into New Nightmare. The story of New Nightmare is simple. Heather Langenkamp has a family. She is playing Heather Langenkamp. She's yeah. playing herself. She's not playing Nancy. Not playing She's Nancy. playing herself. Her husband is working on a movie set, not telling her what movie it is. Special effects guy. He's a special effects guy. He's working on a movie set. That movie happens to be directed by one Wes Craven. That movie is being made for New Line Cinemas. She does the talk show rounds with uh, her friend. Uh, we just played a clip. Robert Englund. That particular one, he was dressed as Freddy. But, you know, it's aware of itself. It is a, you know, it's Freddy. But something dark starts to happen. And what starts to happen is that Freddy becomes real. Or the embodiment of Freddy right. becomes real. So you find out through the story. I do believe it's Wes Craven at one point that, that mentions it and says the story straight out. Says that for all those years, his story had trapped this demon inside the character of Freddy. And now that Freddy's gone, this demon can do whatever he wants. So now this demon is preying on the nightmare on Elm Street cast and 
uh, Heather Langkamp and her son Dylan, who is played by Miko Hughes. Yep. Uh, and they're and it is be as a personification. And now it doesn't look like the Freddy Krueger we all are used to. In ways it does, but in ways it doesn't. Right. They enhance the look for for the sheer terror of he the has, character. He has no glove. No, he just has razor blades coming in for nails. Yes, out of his fingers. He does wear the fedora. He does look burnt up, but in a more sinister way. He wears a long black trench coat. He wears this sweater still. He wears these big... It's like, a green hat, if I'm not mistaken. It is a green he's got hat. On. And he's got these like almost knee-high combat boots yeah. on as well that he walks around in. It's super weird. It's super terrifying. And it's it's Freddy, but real Freddy. Right. Uh, and it's, it's, it's interesting. Robert Englund does play... Uh, he plays himself. He also plays the Freddy Krueger we're used to, and he also plays this new incarnation of Freddy as well. Right. Just throwing it out there. Uh, he at one point Jackson Robert Anglin's talking to Heather on the phone, and he's painting a picture, and it's just like a tortured soul. Yeah. It's just it's it's this movie is darker than what people remember, in my opinion, and I think that's what I like most about it. I mean, one of the scenes that sticks out most for me, just off the top of my head, before I kick it over to you for some stuff. Uh, is the scene where Dylan is standing on top of the playground with his arms outstretched. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah. And then after he falls and Heather catches him, he's like, why won't he take me? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot Super of stuff going crazy, on in that movie. Man. Her hair so. turns white at one point, just like in the movie. Just like in the movie. Uh, John she Saxon, turns into Nancy. Nancy. Yeah, John Saxon says something to her, so finally she calls him dad. Because he, he's he acting was like her father her, yeah. instead of like John he turns Saxon's into, actor. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Go, throw some stuff out there, Mike. Well, I mean, you know, the the movies. You know, like you said, it, it's very creepy, very visceral, which uh, is good. It was. It was. It kind of took us back to the original in a way, but it was different. In a lot of ways, it's almost scarier than the original. And I think you've said that over the weeks that you know we've been doing the show. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. It was. It was a wonderful take on the movie. Um, I'm kind of glad that there wasn't a sequel to it. Because I think it would have hurt its legacy if they had done that. It was perfect the way that it was. It's kind of its own standalone film in that series, in a way. Um, but just, I don't know. It's so creepy how it turns, you know, from from the real world into this dream world, into this, you know, the the, the demon takes her into into Freddy's world, but it was different. You know, it's it's totally different. It's not you fall asleep and you have this dream of of him and he kills you in your sleep. It's different. He comes to life. Uh, she was going through a, a real life situation where she was being stalked at that point in time, and they worked that into the movie. Uh, oh yeah, she's, she's getting the phone calls and she uh, talks about how it's her stalker again. But you come to find out it's 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 you know this this Freddy demon that's doing it to her. Um. I don't know. It's it's definitely. I, I think it might be. I, I love the original one, and who doesn't? And I also. I usually will say that that Dream Warriors is my favorite sequel. And as fun as that movie is, and everything, New Nightmares right there too. New. I mean, those three movies to me. There. I don't even know which one is my favorite because they're all so good. This this movie is, and you know me. I like mean spirited movies for some reason. It's mean spirited. This movie is mean spirited. This goes back to the vein of the original, and I have said it before. You're right. I've said that I find this movie to be scarier than the original Nightmare on Elm Street uh, for reasons I've mentioned on this podcast. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but yes, as a kid, I was locked in a room by my cousins at the age of five, and they made me watch Nightmare on Elm Street. So that movie terrified me for the longest time. As I've become an adult and rewatched that movie. It's not that it's not still scary because I think the movie still has that 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 Christmas to it. It's a it's a scary film. However, you know you start noticing things like Robert Englund's kind of small and hunched over, and it's not as scary as it once was in my head. New Nightmare Man, he is super super evil. 
He's very, he, he doesn't hunch over. He doesn't do the Freddie lean. He doesn't do the hunch over. He's like, stand straight up, very si- sinister, very evil. I mean, there's a scene where he's playing with Dylan over the traffic, like lifting him up and down. Yeah. Uh, the cars are coming. And then there's an army of Freddies chasing him. That's why he goes into the traffic. Like, it's just like, it's crazy. Of course, you have the stuffed animal Rex, who pr- tries yeah. to use protecting him. Rex is going to be in the new fan film. Yes, yeah. We'll get to that in a second. And of yeah. course, the movie gets his end Hansel and Gretel style. Yeah, they go into hell, if you will, pretty much. Yeah, his world and 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 Heather is trying to save her son, and they get him into the oven, and he's about to eat. He's about to eat Dylan. He's got the mouth wide, and she pushes him in, and they lock it, and they burn him up, and so it's Hansel and Gretel style. Yeah, uh, that's how. You, and they, which and is also which is brilliant. Funny, which is a throwback because. In the beginning of the movie, she's reading Hansel and Gretel to him at yeah. that time. So it comes full circle. And they're leaving breadcrumbs. That's how she finds him in the dream world. So right. She follows the sleeping pills to, like breadcrumbs. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's such a good movie. Very and well written. That brings me to that. Yeah. Right now on Indiegogo, it's still open. Uh, they are taking funding for a fan film. It's called Dylan's New Nightmare. It is a direct sequel to Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And it is starring Miko Hughes. Hughes. So Miko yeah. Hughes is coming back. There's a there's a trailer up. It looks like a teaser trailer. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I, I definitely want to see this get made. It's, it's being done by the Womp, uh, Womp Stomp Productions, which, of course, they're the people behind Never Hike Alone and soon to be Never Hike in the Snow and that whole thing, which are great fan films. So I'm sure they're yeah. going to do a great job with this one as well. I hope that they have a surprise kind of like they did with that. Mm-hmm. And I hope the Heather Langenkamp shows up. Yeah. It I, would make sense. That would be great. I hope so. I hope that uh, that's something that happens, which is possible. It is oh, yeah. possible. So I want to play the game with you now. Again, we did a last segment, but let's do it again. Let's see if you can go two for two. So for percentage-wise, Rotten Tomatoes, what you got? For New Nightmare, I'm going to say 85%. You were close. 80%. Okay. IMDb, out of 10. Remember, there's, there's points. <sighs> 7.7. Oh, man, you're way off. Am I? Believe it or not, IMDb had a 6.4. Really? Yeah, that's real low. That yeah, surprises me. Low. You know what? Before you go into the next question there, I was kind of thinking this as you were going over this. The three big, the, the big three, everybody knows, it's Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. This one, it, this is the the uh, Friday the 13th Part 5 and the Halloween 3. This is the redheaded stepchild of the series, but it's so much better. This is how you get, this is how you, you kind of stray away from the original concept and make it right. You, you, you were onto something and I... I agree with you, but this still had... Not that I don't like those other movies. Oh, I, I like... Mind you, I like both those other movies. But I'm saying this also, though, still has the feel. They still... The, the reason you get away with it in this one and the reason why it still feels like a Nightmare on Elm Street movie is because you still have the character of Freddy, whether it's a little different or not. You still have what you're familiar with with Freddy. The, the demon takes on a very Freddy-like shape. I mean, it's only in the last part where you see him with the horns. Because he does the transformation with the horns at one point. So you see him as a demon. Right. But outside of that, like, it's very much something you're familiar with, but it's new. But Friday at the same Part time, it's Five new. had that feel. People did not know that that was not Jason until I that tell, happened. But here's, what I, here's the problem with that movie for people. And this is what I've been fighting against. Because as you know, I say a lot of times that that's one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. I, I, I might be my favorite. I, I mean, it's between that and six. Or which one is my actual favorite in that series? It's a hard, it's a fight. One and two. Uh, and the reason why is this a damn good movie. And once again, it's a mean-spirited movie. Oh, it's yeah. got some of the most brutal and best kills in the entire franchise. Right. And the only reason that people hate it is because of the end sequence. Yeah. They're, I have yet to meet a person and they can't get over it. If you can watch that movie... And just not think about the end. 
Just watch the movie. I challenge anybody, it, any listener, to go back fell. and watch Friday the 13th Part 5. Just watch the movie and forget how the right. ends. And, and that's what off, I do when I watch it. shut it off before the reveal. Shut it off before well, the reveal. Well, I don't shut it off before no, the I'm reveal, saying, but, but... I'm just saying, That movie, the, the first five Friday the 13th movies, to me, all feel the same. They are very much Paramount that was behind them. They all had the same formula, including that movie. The only thing different about that movie was the fact the end and the mask that he's wearing. That's it. That's it. That movie felt it was set up and done exactly the same way as the the four previous movies. The formula was the same. It was just it was sleazier. You know, it, it had that sleaziness to it, but you know, it's it's it is what it is and people need to get over that cuz it is a good movie, but uh, and, and again Halloween 3, we all know how much I love that. But uh, this is kind of the red-headed stepchild of the Nightmare on Elm Street series but done to perfection. Yeah, it, like I said, the differences is still accepted. Would you guess what the uh let's let's go with what the the fans on Google rated it. Oh boy, this is out of a hundred percent. Yeah, it's out of a hundred percent. Seventy five. Higher, a lot higher. Eighty five. Higher. Ninety five. Lower. Ninety. Yes. I feel like 90%. I'm playing the clock game on the 90%. prices right now. And now I'm kind of thinking that maybe people are coming around to part five of. of uh, Friday the thirteenth, and the reason why I'm saying oh, this that, is part, Friday part five. No, 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 that was no. That oh, I was, was going to say nightmare. new nightmare. No, okay. that was new nightmare. Okay. By the way, Siskel or for Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars, which is kind of amazing for a new nightmare because he's not very good. He's not he very big movies. on horror movies, and yeah. he gave it three out of four, so that's pretty good. Anyways, let's. This is where I, I, I want to go grab this real quick. I think people are coming around and maybe are thinking. And I got to look up Halloween uh, three in a minute, but Friday the thirteenth, a new beginning, part five. Uh, I'm just looking at the scores. So Rotten Tomatoes, sixteen percent. Oh, Metacritic, you're wrong. People. No, no, no. Ready? No, no. Hear me out. Metacritic, sixteen percent. IMDb, four point eight out of ten. Eighty-four percent of users on Google like this movie. So why is it the Google users are are so much? I feel like more it's like fans. I feel like it's it's. I feel like more fans are like those other ones. People are able to vote on however they want to. It's vote people on. that are wannabe fans. I think. Yeah. That's what it is. Or they're they're trolls. Yeah. This, this one it. hasn't caught up yet, by the way. So, uh, Season of the Witch, 42% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, IMDb has it at a 4.9 out of 10. Only 61% of people on Google like it, though. Yeah. So, I mean, that one hasn't caught up, but but it looks like five people are coming around, too. People need to just uh, look at Friday that 13th. for what it is. Get over the fact that it's got the Halloween 3 title to it and take it for what it is as its own standalone uh, movie. As I that said. That is an excellent horror movie. Season of the Witch is all I call it now. And if I show it to anybody, if they've never seen it, I'm just going to be, I'm not even going to say Halloween 3. I'm just going to say Season of the Witch. Here you go. Uh, it's it. I, like I said, my challenge for Friday the Thirteenth part. My challenge for that has been, and I've I've, I've been making this challenge because we did a Halloween fest all October. Right. Uh, my challenge for that has always been that. Just take away Halloween three. Just call it Season of the Witch and tell me it's not a good movie. Yeah. Because it is. Uh, with part five for uh, for Friday the Thirteenth, pretend that, and I think a lot more people, judging by the Google users, are doing it. But pretend that you the ending doesn't happen. Just watch that movie and pretend it's Jason the whole time. And if you have to in your mind, cut it off before because it doesn't matter what happens at the end. And then tell me that movie's not a good movie. Yeah. I mean, the revealed, yeah, it does suck. But at the same time, who cares? And it's the only reason that happened and the only reason people are mad. By the way, Jason was going to become Tommy Jarvis. It was a well-known fact. They were setting up for it. And the only reason it didn't happen... Well, one of the two reasons it didn't happen, because A, the studio got cold feet of having a kid as a killer, but the second part of the reason it didn't happen was because Corey Feldman was f- filming The Goonies. Yeah. That's the only reason it didn't happen, or else Tommy Jarvis, they even filmed stuff for it, and now we've seen that in documentaries and yeah. stuff. And Corey Feldman's talked about it. They filmed extra footage of him becoming the killer. He still wants to play that character again, too, yeah. and I think they should. 
I mean, so, Corey Feldman's Corey Feldman. Say what you want about oh, him. Oh, yeah, I know. But he is Tommy Jarvis more than more than Tom Matthews and more I, than John Shepard. I still like Tom Matthews, though. I, I do, too. I do, too. I did think that John Shepard was pretty poor, but that's just the way the character was written. Well, I, I you know, the timeline is weird because he goes yeah. from being a kid to being like, almost looks like he's damn near 20. <laughs> I know. But, you know, but once again, they had cold feet and then they had cold feet at the end of it, too, because of the Roy situation. Yeah. So either way, you were going to get a new Jason. Like, honestly, that was where they were writing the storyline. Right. So would you have complained still if it was Tommy Jarvis? Because I wouldn't have. And I really don't even complain. The only thing I, the only complaint, and you've heard me say this, my only complaint about the Roy character is that he's not known. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's a big reveal. It's not like you got to know the guy and then all of a sudden, you know, something happened. It doesn't even come out until after he does the killing that you find out that he's the father of the boy that gets killed. And that's why he does it. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, it doesn't make sense. That's why it just doesn't make sense. But as far as a mean spirited, good Halloween movie is good. Let's go back to New Nightmare. Yeah, we got sorry, to, we got on a tangent because, there. But no, but you, you were right though. It is kind of that you know. Well, then you have Friday. You have Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. We everybody yeah. likes to forget that happened. Uh, but it, but that's more of the that's but more that's of the more one traditional that's, Freddy yes, in a way. Eh, well, ish possession ish is possession. Yeah, but it's ish. Not, but but we'll, it's we'll still we'll say that that's the worst one in the series. It looked the part. How bad is it that that's the worst one in the series when there's a part five that exists? Or even Freddy's dead. I, I disagree. Watch... I think that two is better than five. Uh, no. Five's horrible. Five is bad. Uh, Freddy's dead is at least entertaining. Like, for all I do uh, joke about it, it's at least entertaining. Five yeah, is I forget bad. It. Yeah, but I yeah, think, actually, I don't Freddy's know, dead. Two, is, two is pretty unwatchable. Five and Freddy's dead are my least favorites. Two, I can at least get through it. It's uncomfortable, but... Mm, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I, I'd rather watch five, and five is bad. And six, here's the thing. Freddy's Dead, I just look at it as a comedy, and I'm all right. Because it's entertaining <laughs> to me. It's, it <laughs> and really Brecken is. Meyer was in it. Dude, there's some funny-ass parts in that movie. It's <laughs> entertaining. If you forget the fact that it's supposed to be a horror movie, that's supposed to be a Nightmare on Elm Street movie, and you just look at it as a dark comedy, it's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and that's uh, that's where you go with it. But there it is. Uh, let us know. Well, let us know what you think about Wes Craven's new Nightmare. It just turned 25. It's, it's an awesome time to be alive, and it makes me feel old because I remember watching that movie when it came out. I was in high school when that came out. I wasn't. I was only eleven years old. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I was a big track star at that point. Ah, you were yeah. running. I was. You were running from Freddy. You were running from I your was nightmares running. and yes. dreams. I realized that I could outrun them. Ah, I gotcha. Well, you know, it's been a great show, man. It's been a great Always. show. And uh, so uh, let me just uh, bother you guys real quick for where you can find us, where you can join discussions, because we always want to talk to you and what you, what we're doing. Uh, of course, you can find us on Facebook, Horror Zone 607. Uh, please like that page, share that page, uh, rate and review that page. Help the algorithm there on Facebook uh, more so more people will uh, know about our show. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, at Horror Zone 607. Uh, you know, while you're there, uh, you know, check out our stuff. Check out our friends and, uh, you know, some of our friends that are podcasting and stuff. Also, you know, why, why not hit that hashtag HZ607? I, I think you want to. You know you want to. Join that discussion. Heck, I want to unlike my own page and, and my own and Facebook. like it. And re-like it. Uh, of course, uh, you can also visit us at 8122productions.com. Uh, we have a page up there for Horizone 607. We also have a page for the Three Fat Nerds. We have an events and news page. We have reviews. There's so much and so much more coming to that page. You can even keep track of where we're going to be. We already have the date and link lined up there for Sci-Fi Horror Fest next year, October uh, 24th and 25th in Oneonta, New York. I know it's a ways away, but it's still up there. And, of course, our next big stop, uh, as of right now, I mean, we might add another date, but as of right now, our next big stop, of course, is BroomCon at SUNY Broom here in Binghamton, uh, May uh, 3rd and 4th, or 2nd and 3rd, 
third or fourth, I do believe it was. Sorry, Saturday and Sunday. I always forget to line up but yeah uh, go ahead check that out there's links to those places as well uh they are looking for vendors and sponsors for uh broomcon so if you are interested in tickets to be a vendor or a sponsor you can find that all at broomcon.com go check that out on last but certainly not least we talked about at the beginning of the show we just launched it baby patreon if you want to help support us you know and uh, you want to you want to get some cool swag and on top of that get some really cool bonus content uh hit us up patreon.com slash 8122 productions uh you'll get this show early you'll get uh the love is scary with uh spooky mike and dr Derek. you'll get uh some reviews the bonus reviews you'll get a free sticker you'll get all sorts of stuff and it's a low low price you can be a friend of the shows for one dollar or you can be a chubby chaser for three or if you want to go and uh, create your own level go ahead uh but you know we're, we're more than welcome it just helps us with some expenses but don't worry this show ain't going nowhere this show is still going to be free and it's going to come to you each and every week because uh well we, we like having ourselves talk let's be honest <laughs> but also That's why we do it uh, also i want to give a shout out uh 8122productions.com there is a friend of the show page so you can find our friends uh shout out the robots there floodlands there of course our good friends over at the ocho duro parlay hour the odph go check those guys out give them some love you can also see our sponsors because our studios at dragon master games in binghamton new york so you can you can check that stuff out there's all sorts of stuff i almost forgot to give that plug out yeah. yeah, it's it's been a long. Nobody day. sent us their Halloween candy to to, to examine. Them. I know we offered to give free Halloween candy exa- examinations. I did see uh, one on. I saw somebody on Facebook post a picture. I don't know if it was real or not, but it was like of uh, something. Something was in the candy. It wasn't a razor blade or anything. I think it was just like, like glass or something. Maybe it was nougat. I don't know. It looked like glass, but I, I mean, I don't know if it was set up or not. Because you know, sometimes yeah. those pictures aren't real. So I, I, but, I was hoping it was nougat. But if it was, if it was, if it was glass, you, you could have given it to us. We would have ate the glass. We wouldn't have cared. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We we have a good friend named Len Oddity. He's a sideshow uh, act, and uh, <laughs> he taught us how to eat glass. So yeah. we, we're all good. And if it was in a Reese's cup, the more the merrier. <laughs> but then again, I would have told your kids all the Reese's cups had glass in them, anyways. Yeah. Let's just be honest. I'll taint. Never it. never trust a fat man with candy. <laughs> Just going to throw that out to you, folks. Uh, uh, so, once again, from my end, thank you guys for listening and all of that. So, Mike, it's on you. Take us to the close, man. All right. Well, thanks, buddy. I appreciate all your hard work, as always. Uh, like you said, thank you for the Ocho Duro Parley Hour. You guys are always amazing and been the most supportive ones uh, that, that we can, you know, possibly have ever uh, have been, a, you know, been with. You know, you, you guys did everything for us and helped us get where we are. Uh, Dustin, your buddy Dustin that you met at Scaricon, he keeps liking things and commenting on Facebook. Thanks, buddy. Hope you're listening to the show. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, so thanks for being a part of it. And uh, just thanks for all you listeners out there each and every week to tune in. We love you. We're going to keep doing this. Things are only going to be looking up from here. Things are going to get better. Uh, so that's it for the show for this week. So until next week, for Rich, I'm Mike C. saying, see ya. See ya.